0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by WitchSchool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from beautiful Florida. And this is Elder Radio. And uh, as you know, if you have been uh, following this program, what we do each month is that uh, I, Corellian First Priestess, uh, the Most Reverend Stephanie Neal, and Corellian First Elder, the uh, Right Reverend Sir Ed Corell, each take a turn uh, discussing various different subjects and offer our own unique perspective. Uh, The idea in creating this was to show uh, the different ways that the same issue can be looked at um, by different people and to um, to bring out different aspects that perhaps might not normally be discussed. This month, we're doing the subject of Yule, and I'm quite certain that the three of us will have very different takes on it. And uh, for myself, I, I want to begin by talking about what Yule is. Um, and what we mean by this term. And we can mean one of several different things by the term. Um, The meaning of Yule that I am using in doing this show uh, is as follows. It is one of several names that are used to describe the contemporary practice uh, of observing the winter solstice uh, as a holiday in the uh, pagan, Wiccan, and magical community. Uh, Other names include midwinter, winter winter solstice, um, and a variety of other um, less used names as well. And uh, Yule has become certainly the most popular. And in this context, it is for most of us uh, a celebration that occurs on a single night, uh, technically the night of the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year, and in temples, usually observed on, I think for most, most temples, the Saturday closest, but on a particular day that probably is not the actual solstice. Um, and in the home, it would be observed on the actual solstice. This year, the solstice will be, uh, I believe, the 22nd of December, uh, which is coming next week. And again, the solstice, the winter solstice is the longest night of the year and the shortest day. And after that, days begin to get longer again. And this is very much what solstice is about, the rebirth of the sun, the return of the light, uh, and the importance of the longest night, uh, which is all about um, reflection and internal work. Uh, often the holiday of Yule in this context is, features the duality of the oak king and the holly king, the oak king being um, the lord of summer and the waxing of the sun, the holly king being the lord of winter and the waning of the sun. Now, as I said, there are other ways that this word can be used as well. Yule also refers and originally refers to an ancient Germanic holiday, uh, which is both more specific and longer than uh, the modern observance that you find in the general community. And people who are practicing forms of Germanic paganism um, will observe Yule in a way that is closer to how it was observed in the ancient world. Uh, In the wider pagan Wiccan community, the wider pagan Wiccan and magical community, many different holidays have flowed into uh, the way that we celebrate, including Saturnalia, Yule, uh, et etc. But if you come from a specifically Germanic pagan background, of course, you will focus on uh, the original festival of Yule, which is, again, a more specific thing, and um, I believe generally longer than just the solstice itself. Uh, I believe it's most commonly a three-day festival, although that doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's uh, always going to be celebrated in the modern world. And the third way that the term Yule is most commonly used is as a synonym for um, either the Christian celebration of uh, Christmas or what we might call the ambient holiday, um, the secular celebration. Uh, Particularly in Scandinavia, Yule is the term that is used by Christians for Christmas, I believe. Um, But as in other parts of of the, um, the world, many pagan traditions go along with that. So when you hear the term Yule, it can mean a number of different things. For the purposes of this discussion, it is the first um, eclectic celebration. And what would you encounter uh, in terms of a Yule celebration in the modern pagan Wiccan magical community? You'd encounter many of the same things that you would find in the ambient holiday. Um, There is a lot of evergreen symbolism Um, a Yule tree is not uncommon and doesn't look especially different from any other holiday tree Um, the figure of Father Winter sometimes also called Father Yule um, and analogous to Santa Claus sometimes even called Santa Claus uh, is likely to be involved and this is the Holly King previously referred to Um, in fact actually I had the the great pleasure of um, of being Father Winter for the local Spiral Scouts troop this past weekend, that was a great deal of fun. And um, so these things we have in common with that ambient holiday, and they're shared through a number of different traditions. Uh, some things that are more specific to the modern eclectic celebration of Yule is, is uh, a strong solar symbolism, uh, the duality of oak and holly king, um, and things of this nature. In many temples, this is portrayed as a fight between the oak and holly king, although that is not the only symbolism that can be used. And um, in my particular background, um, there is a piece of liturgy from uh, a, a, a ceremony commonly used at Yule, which includes. Uh, The figure of the crone, the elder goddess, pointing out that when anything has reached its greatest extension, it must change, which to me is very much the meaning of this ceremony, uh, of this holiday. Um, with, With the midwinter solstice, night has reached its greatest extension on earth. It is the longest night. And there is nowhere else to go but the return of the light. And the day is growing longer and the night's growing shorter after you've reached that greatest extent. And this is true of things in life in general. Uh, when, we, we have, when we have done all that we can do with any given thing, we have to move on to some other thing. It doesn't matter how much we like it. It doesn't matter how great it was or how bad it was for that matter. Um, there comes a point where the energy must shift and you must go in a new direction. This is uh, also part of the Taijitu symbolism, uh, the yin-yang, as many people would refer to it, uh, and the interplay between the forces of yin and yang, or uh, if you prefer the Greek of Prodos and epistrophe, um, or many other terms that have been used historically to describe them. Uh, the idea Is that the active energy, the going forth, the prodos, will go forth to its furthest extension, but that must then turn back, epistrophe, which literally means turning back. Um, The yin and the yang, the active and the passive force, are the same force moving in different directions. Uh, And it is the movement and the tension between the two forms of movement. That is at the center of the universe as we know it the interplay of uh, the active and the passive, the interplay of the going outward and the going inward, which are actually constantly um, in play. And always in our world, there is an outward and an inward, though we may focus on one more than the other for a certain period of time. and when we have come to the furthest outward extension that we can go to, we must then come back. And in our activities, in the things that we do in life, when we have reached their utmost potential, then we must do something else. Um, In um, the Yule ceremony that I commonly use, uh, this is partly described by the idea that when the rose uh, is at its most fragrant, it has actually already begun to rot. And that means that it has gone to its furthest extension and must now turn back. And so the winter solstice, Yule, or um, um, midwinter, or whatever you want to call it, is really about change and the fact that change is the one constant of the universe. Many people, particularly from certain other religions, perceive perfection as being a static pattern that never changes. Uh, Whereas I would say that perfection is the change itself, the motion of the pattern. And if the pattern is ever static, it is dead. Uh, The movement, the the back and forth, uh, which is the nature of being, the constancy of change is perfection. And the absence of change is death. So one of the things that um, that that this holiday particularly commemorates uh, for me is the idea that change is the constant of the universe. And so when the Holly King is at the height of his power in the longest night, things must change, and the Oak King begins his ascent. And um, we also recognize this at the summer solstice. Uh, In the opposite, where the longest day must then give way to the waning of the light. One of the things I found most instructive um, in my career, which I have to say I did not consider until I came to it, is the fact that as we practice around the world, uh, we in the northern hemisphere are honoring one sabbat, while we in the Southern Hemisphere are honoring its opposite. So that, um, particularly when we were doing radio ritual, um, we would have people who were um, taking part, um, well, for Yule, in the Northern Hemisphere, they would be observing Yule, and people in the Southern Hemisphere who might be taking part were observing for them the Midsummer solstice. And I found that... Um, that that constructing rituals that honored both at the same time revealed more about both um, by looking at their similarities than than I had really realized previously. It was very very enlightening to me. And so uh, one thing I want to point out is that as we are celebrating Yule in the Northern Hemisphere, it is also Midsummer in the Southern Hemisphere and vice versa. And for me now, I always have that in my mind. Um, I consider that a great mystery, how both of these things can be at once, and what do they have in common? What they have in common is that when you have reached your greatest extension, you must turn around and go in another, another direction. Um, so when I think of Yule, this is what I think of as um, the great meaning of the ceremony. And the perfection of change, the perfection of pattern uh, in motion versus stasis. And um, what I would say of stasis is that it must be awfully boring if it could in fact be achieved. But I do not believe that it exists in this world or any other. I believe that that change is the constant of being. Um, Now, perhaps I think that stasis would be boring because I'm a Gemini. That could be. Um, Gemini is all about motion. Uh, but I can't help but think that to be trapped in one thing forever would be awfully sad. Uh, growth, diversity, learning, being are the point of it all, in my opinion. Not a- attaining one pattern and staying with it. If I stop and look back on my life, and I think you'll find the same is true for you if you – if you. Uh, look back as well, I can't think of any part of my life that I would have wanted to be in forever with no change. Uh, So for those people who think of perfection as being in one place forever, I would reconsider that. Um, Yes, there are places we enjoy more than others, but it's that constant change and growth which is the point of it all and is the point of our Yule ceremony. Uh, The idea of a Yule tree uh, is the continuation of life through change that the evergreen tree uh, survives the winter and goes on and survives the change and goes on that it is a living, growing thing. Although, obviously, when brought into the house, this is no longer true. Uh, but the idea is that it is it the the force of life and growth. So that is the first thing that I would like to uh, to comment on today, and then. Um, since I still have a few moments uh, to talk, I uh, thought I would talk about a couple of other aspects of Yule. Uh, I do want to take a moment, I think, to talk about Santa Claus or Father Winter uh, or Father Yule or uh, whatever term you want to use. And I I will point out that there are a number of figures who are associated with with Yule, uh, including La Befana, the Italian Christmas witch, Uh, the Yule goat, uh, and a variety of others. So Father Winter is not the only symbol that can be associated with Yule, but he's the most common. And he represents exactly what he sounds like, the winter. He is the old god of visions, um, of wealth, of uh, prosperity and plenty, which is part of why he's associated with the giving of gifts. And this comes at least in part from the Roman Saturnalia, uh, where this god was, of course, Saturn. Um, and gift-giving was a part of that ceremony, in part because Saturn was, was regarded as a god of wealth. Um, for the Romans, they identified Saturn uh, with the Lord of the Dead, although technically um, this, this was through um, identification, um, but that is why it was associated with wealth, because the Lord of the Dead always is. Uh, or the Lady of the Dead. And um, the figure of Santa Claus partly partakes of that image of Saturn from ancient Rome, but also the image of Odin from Europe. Uh, I would say Cernonos of the Celts. And um, a variety of these different figures have come together in the modern figure of Father Winter. Um, None of it is exactly the same as they might have been viewed in the ancient world they um, have grown and evolved as we grow and evolve. And the one thing that I I do not see as having a lot to do with the figure of Father Winter is Nicholas of Mira. And of course, in the wider world, he's usually thought to be the origin of Santa Claus, but he has very little in common with Santa Claus. When you come down to it, Nicholas of Mira is the patron saint of the sea and sailors. Um, Not particularly, um, um, related to the, the figure of Father Winter. I would I would say that he became related through, again, that same process of identification that linked Saturn to Pater, the Lord of the Dead for the Romans, um, linked Nicholas of Myra to the idea of Father Winter. But I certainly don't think that he is the origin of it. I don't see really how he could be. Um, but this does come to an important point, which is the last one I wish to address uh, today. And that is the meme that you find at this time of year um, about how Christmas is a, actually a pagan holiday. And in the, the, the pagan world, you'll often hear, well, Christians stole everything from pagans and so forth. And there's, there are different ways to look at this and I prefer to look at this as cultural sharing, that we have a number of of customs that are in common between us. And yes, a lot of those Christmas customs that the wider Christian society observes are the same ones that pagans observe, and certainly they got them um, or perhaps might be better to say they they kept them when they changed. Um, But I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think that gives us something in common and that our best course of action is to use that and say, well, you know, we're not so different. We have all these same things and we look at them in much the same way. Um, To me, it seems like a foot in the door that we should value. Um, But um, the other thing that I want to say about that, which I think most pagans are not aware of, is That message actually comes out of the Christian community itself. They have been making the argument, certain Christians have been making the argument that that Christmas is actually a pagan holiday for at least 400 years, if not longer. Um, The same with Easter and so forth. And the people who have pushed that message hardest have have been um, certain branches of the Christian world. Um, the pagan community is uh, Johnny come lately to this argument and it um, I think that we really should not accept their paradigm of it, but rather construct our own, which to me, again, would be better to look look at it as we share these customs. we have this in common, we are not so different uh, rather than... Um, the, the common phrase you'll hear, a Christian stole all our stuff. Um, I don't really think that's a good way to look at it or to pursue it. Um, I think most pagans have, um, despite the fact that most of them started out as, as um, some form of Christian, not all by any means, uh, not myself, but many. But I think they often do not realize certain things that have come out of that background. One of the things you see a lot a lot of the last couple of years is people saying that the uh, the name Easter comes from Ishtar. And then you'll see another group of people push back on what terrible scholarship this is. But what I don't normally see is any knowledge of where that idea comes from, because it comes out of radical Christianity, and um, is not an argument that comes out of paganism. Paganism has observed more accurately that the name Easter comes from the goddess of the same name, also called Osara, um, but not particularly connected to Ishtar. But the idea um which certain kinds of extreme Christian hold is that that, um, this comes from uh, a particular Middle Eastern queen in antiquity uh, who was uh, made into a goddess and there's a whole uh, conspiracy theory around it but it doesn't come out of our community at all and for the most part the 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 adversarial idea that uh, there's something wrong with the wider Christian world having similar customs to the pagan world comes from them, not from us. And I would strongly urge people to see it from a pagan rather than a Christian perspective. There's nothing wrong with our having similar customs. It's a lovely thing. Uh, It is something that could possibly give us a bridge to talk. Um, For the most part, if you were to come into most pagan homes that I know, in the Yuletide season, you would see basically the same decorations and ideas that you would see um, in most Christian homes. Uh, At that same time, you would see a lot of evergreen symbolism, a lot of winter symbolism. Uh, You would see the Father Winter slash Santa Claus figure. Um, although I will say for the most part, pagans are not nearly as given to uh, the extravagant gift-giving, but gifts are part of the holiday, uh, usually just not as extreme. And um, there's a lot less focus on that part. Um, But there are many things in common, and I think we make a huge mistake by thinking there's anything wrong with that. Uh, Most of our contemporary, eclectic pagan holidays have a lot in common with the wider society, and of course, certain things do set them very much apart. Uh, but I think that it would behoove us to focus on what unites rather than what divides. And uh, I tend to think that, in general, and I find that many people, many people delight in division. But this does not lead anywhere good. And I think if you look around the world today, um, most people would find find themselves with little choice but to agree that there's far more division than does good. Um, and that if people could focus on what they have in common, they would probably be happier. And I think that as a community, we would do well to do that as well. So these are my ideas. Uh, that I wanted to share with you today regarding the holiday of Yule. And I hope that um, when the, the solstice itself comes, that you have a wonderful, happy Yule or midsummer, depending where in the world you are. And I thank you for listening. And until next time, may your blessed be.